Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Welcome. Uh, sports fans? Any sports fans here, I'm assuming? All right. I love it. Any Panther fans? All right. Florida folks? I know uh, I, I was told maybe 20% or so of the audience is here in South Florida. It's a very global group. So we put together a few slides. I really want to make this most impactful for you all. I've been in your shoes. I've been at these events. I've been looking at you know, potential investments for my family office that I worked at. I, I came from the finance banking world and joined a client. Uh, and uh, that client is, is the owner of the Panthers. And I was running his single family office. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, and when he bought the team, sport, sports ownership is more difficult than you can ever imagine. And a lot of these folks uh, have had success in their lives and they get into it. And uh, it's, uh, you always underestimate the highs, the lows, the amount of money that's involved. Um, and, you know, after a year or two of owning the team, it's like, all right, I need you down in Florida trying to fix this thing. So um, uh, here I am. I've been uh, the president for about six years now. It's been a tremendous experience. We're going to tell you a little bit about our story, but I really want to get into kind of the economics of the industry and, and, and kind of the sports media technology platform that we're running, and hopefully you can take some lessons away for your own, own family offices. I only have like 15 or so minutes, so I was going to stop at like 10 and, and make it very engaging and, um, you know, uh, open up for questions. Okay, next slide. I'm supposed to, uh, let's see. Oh, there we go. All right. So, trust and leadership, um, we, we, we had talked with Rachel and Richard and you know, ultimately, I'm, I'm standing here because Vinny, Vinny's the name of the owner, Vinny Viola. He trusts me, okay? Uh, and he said, you know, we'll figure out what, um, you know, we need to do to win on the ice and sell tickets. Um, but, uh, you know, get down there. Let's turn this thing around. This is a, a massive turnaround situation that we walked into. We put together a little slide to, to show you uh, kind of how we started. All right. You guys know the how it started, how it's going meme? This is what the young kids use, all right? So on the left, uh, this is an ice hockey team in South Florida in the middle of the Everglades, okay? You guys are all investments. You're probably all saying, what the hell were you guys thinking, all right? Um, this is not Montreal. This is not New York. Uh, you all are here in December in Fort Lauderdale for a reason, right? Um, you want to go out to the beach, but you're all going to come to our game tonight at 7 o'clock, right? You're all coming. I love the suit, suit jackets, by the way. Merry Christmas. Um, but we started, this was the first year we owned the team. Uh, it was a, a bit of a house of cards. They were giving out free tickets. They were doing all these promotions to just get people in the building. You've probably made investments in companies where they said their revenue was one thing, but when you really dug in and started doing your diligence, it was something else. Um, so we came in, we said, hey, we're going to put a good product on the ice, we're going to win, and we're going to convince people to come out to this arena. So, this was one of our first games. There's 5,000 people in this building, okay? You can imagine my heart pumping um, with, with the attendance. There was someone from the Canadian press took a picture of the game and sent it all over Canada and U.S. and people were making jokes. jokes. Um, this is the Everglades. Not a lot of people in the Everglades. So uh, you guys know what the Everglades is? It's, it's a big swamp. I'm getting a lot of uh, straight faces, okay? Um, you, you probably don't want... A sport, you know, an arena in the middle of, you know, with no people. But what we saw, uh, we're not that crazy. 
But what we saw was, and this was 2013, 14, a lot of folks were starting to get into sports. Sports valuations were on, a, on the rise. There's a limited supply of these teams. If you look at the big four leagues, you know, I'm sure you, there's some NFL fans, NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey. You know, there's about 120 or so teams. There's not really expansion, maybe once every five, 10 years. But you just have increased demand, right? People are excited. Live sports is really the only thing you watch on TV anymore, right? Um, especially the young, young crowd is all streaming. They can watch a show on Netflix, but you probably have to, if you're gonna watch the World Cup, you probably have to sit there at noon and, and watch it. Otherwise, at three o'clock, if you were trying to turn it on, you're gonna know, what the, you know uh, who won, right? And that, that suspense um, you know, is, is what was driving live sports. So we said, okay, if we can get in, buy low, sell high, right? You guys all heard of that? If we can get in a low valuation and buy one of these teams, you know, we think we can have a great return over time. And so, so Panthers were a, t a team that had a great expansion year, but the kind of the 10, 15 years before we came in, lots of ownership turnover, lots of losses. They were losing a ton of money. So we wound up, you know, buying the team for, let's, let's call it like 20 cents on the dollar, okay? Versus like uh, average uh, NHL teams. Now, as you all know, there's a reason why it was 20 cents on the dollar, right? There was only 5,000 people in the building and it was struggling. As I stand here today, we're rocking and rolling. Place is packed. Uh, we'll have an almost sellout crowd tonight. Um, it's going really well. We won the, what's called the President's Trophy last year. We were the best regular team in hockey. Uh, now, we didn't win the Stanley Cup, which is the only thing that matters for all you hockey fans, um, but we were, we, we're making progress. I'd love to sit here and tell you there was a five-year strategic plan and we had these metrics we were gonna hit and here was all the, um, you know, smart financial pro forma bullshit that you guys see on, you know, uh, uh, from, from the bankers out there. I love you all, I used to be one. Um, but none of us really know what we're talking about, right? We're not in the middle of the Everglades selling the tickets. But we came in and we said, hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna have a plan, we're gonna hustle but we're gonna do this with some good old blood, sweat, and tears, right? And um, so it's rock and roll, and I showed some of our banners here. You know, the franchise has been around almost 30 years. Um, but, you know, three of these five banners we've done, you know, under our leadership and, and ownership. So we've come a long way. This is Vicky and I, um, not just trying to show pictures of us, but uh, I think I want, we wanted to show the trust that we have with each other. Listen, I don't know shit about hockey, okay? Let me be very honest with you. Uh, now you're probably all saying, how the hell are you running a hockey team? Well, the good news is, I know that I don't know any shit about hockey, right? Most people have egos, and they do fantasy sports, and they're fans, and they go out and say, all right, I'm gonna you know, trade this player. Uh, we're very humble enough, sit back and find the experts, find subject matter industry people. I grew up a Rangers fan, I grew up watching sport, I love sports but I never played. I never played at this level, right? I never dug in into a locker room and felt the, the, the pressure of uh, you know, a game seven Stanley Cup final. But you're real with yourself, right? And, and you get in on the ground and we went out, we did a whole GM process and we found like our, our we look at all these folks as our operating partners. And we found a, a great GM uh, named Bill Zito. He's been with us a couple of years now. He's completely turned the team around. Um, but there was a whole diligence process to find those people. When you go buy a company, uh, you go look for a CEO, a leader, it all comes down to the people on the ground who are getting it done. Uh, Vinny knew that I would do that, right? Uh, and I wouldn't have the ego to tell the coach who to play tonight, 
okay? Uh, I'm going to see all you now. I'm going to swing over to the arena. I'm going to see the coach, the GM, give my fired-up energy, bear hug them, and that's probably about it, okay? And they'll probably ask me for some money to trade for someone. So and then I'll figure that out, okay? So um, we talked about commitment and leadership. Um, this is something I'm very proud of. Vinny and I have been partners for, for 15 years now. Um, when I was in the finance world, and then the last 10 or so, I was family office and the team. And when, you know, we were really just starting to turn the team around, we finally were getting a trajectory, and then boom, COVID hit, right? All of you, all of your businesses have been affected by COVID. You can imagine a live event business. We, we you know, depend on all of you getting together in a room and watching a game or an arena like ours. Um, so we were decimated. Uh, I was sitting next to Vinny. In New York, uh, when the NBA, if you remember, canceled their first game, uh, world was going bananas. It was like March 12th, 2020. I turned to him. I said, hey, we're probably going to have to lay off our people or furlough our people. We literally have all games, concerts. It's, it's over. You have zero revenue in, in an instant. Okay? And he said, absolutely not. We're building something uh, you know, important and it's something we're proud of. We're going to stick by our people, keep them employed. They have enough. His exact line was, they have enough stress in their lives, they're not going to have economic hardship. So he was amazing. I mean, you're talking, we have, uh, okay, I guess I went, went a little too quick, but uh, Bloomberg did a nice article about how we kept our staff in place, um, and, and this was something that we really instituted in the team from day one, is communities at the heart of everything we do. We know uh, we're not just going to have a, we're not sitting in Madison Square Garden in the middle of New York, and people are just going to roll to our games all the time, so... The more we go, get out and connect with folks, uh, they're going to build an emotional connection to us. And then we're also, not only are we loyal, but these people are going to be very loyal to us when we get through COVID and get the live events business back up. So um, this is our numbers pre-COVID and then post-COVID, if you want to call that now. So two years ago, March 12, 2020, we, were, we had our best revenue ever at that time. You know, not much. We started from a pretty low base. Um, but since though, you know, almost three years ago now, you can see all the numbers. Our TV viewership is up tremendously. We reworked our media rights deal. Uh, we, our corporate partnerships, brands have come in. We listed some of them on the right-hand side. Um, Auto Nation, Live Nation. You, you probably heard of some of these big public companies that are out there. Waste Management. We just signed a big deal with Amherst Bank. If you don't know them, they're great. Jerry Plush is their CEO. They're out in, uh, in Miami and Coral Gables. Phenomenal. Um, so just tremendous growth. A lot of this has to do with the team winning. Uh, you know, winning is, is paramount, but a lot of this is also the blood, sweat, and tears of our staff and, and treating people well and, and getting people to be excited. There's, there's a lot of folks that just aren't hockey fans or even sports fans, but you want to bring a family of four out. You want to enjoy a night. You want to see a lot of excitement and entertainment. You come out and see a game. All right. I'm about three and a half minutes. All right. So... I, I clearly can talk all day, all right? Um, so, but I want questions. I want to hear from you. What, what, please, right here, sir. So just generalities, how investment is? So, yeah, so great question. So, you know, I mentioned before, we, we, we got a very low purchase price, right? And so we came in a very low valuation. Since then, the owner has put in a ton of money, right? A lot of, a lot of these teams... At least, you know, five, ten years ago, we're losing a lot, right? So if you add the purchase price plus all his capital, um, we, you know, we, we're, we're in the money right now at least, at least $100 million. Um, so it's probably 
you know, a 40% IRR, if you do all the math since we bought the team. Um, now, listen, it's very illiquid. Not everybody can, if we just tried to sell that today, uh, you know, there's only so many people that can buy these things, but Forbes, actually just yesterday, Forbes came out with valuations. Their numbers are all over the place, but generally speaking, they're in the right direction. Um, the, all the big media deals, the ESPNs, the Amazon Primes, all this money that's come in to, to get live sports on their platforms has increased the, the sports valuation. So we're, we're sitting pretty. Um, there's a team, the Ottawa Senators, that are for sale right now. People are talking about them hitting, you know, a billion-dollar valuation. If that ha if that happens, our, our numbers are multiples. What I just said. Could we keep that in this room? Is that cool? All right, that's the one confidential thing. But great question. Come on, what else? Please, yeah. doctors pay you to be the doctors for your team? Great, great, great. Yeah, we pay our doctors. Now, we have uh, big partnerships with some local hospitals that have great sports science and, um, you know, orthopedic uh, practices, but our, our doctors, we pay them and they come to every game and, and support the team. And that's, that's kind of like the primary care that we give to the players, but then they may want to go see a set, you know, they don't have to use the docs. They can go get their second opinion. Please. Uh, with trade deals, and when you're analyzing a trade deal, what has a better or the biggest impact? Is it the fans, the media, the money, the player? How do you analyze a trade? Like a player trade? Yes. Yeah, yes. so that's a great question. Very lively question, whether you realize it or not. We had a monstrous trade that we made this summer that many people would call the biggest trade in the last 25 years, right? So in 2004-05, the NHL went on strike. They actually missed the whole season. The, the, the league was actually in danger of becoming extinct, okay? Imagine that, like a full season was missed. So there was a big collective bargaining and basically I'm over oversimplifying it, but they came up with a hard salary cap that was set by the revenues that come into the team. So all the teams have to play within this salary cap and then there's also a salary floor. So we, we had a situation this summer, we won the President's Trophy, we had all this momentum and Fan, yeah, I showed you all the, some of the revenue numbers. We're just skyrocketing. Every, well, everything was going great. And we had two players that we drafted and had been great and had really helped us with the, the turnaround situation. But they were at a point where they were ready to get their big deals. And you see this in all in sports. You, you prove yourself in your early to mid-20s, and then by the time you're 30, you want to get paid for the last 10 years, you know, but you got 10 years in front of you. And... We, we wanted to re-sign these folks. They were part of our culture. The fans loved them. So that's the, 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 the emotional and then even revenue side. But there was another player uh, that was younger, um, that was better than each of them, um, and that would be better for us to fit in a salary cap. So we made the trade. It was huge. Very rare that teams exchange stars like this. But we just felt like... In hockey, you can't just try to win the Stanley Cup every single year. Uh, if you go for it, you get a bad contract, you're stuck with it. You want to be in a relevant, and you want to be in a window of five to six years, you can win it anytime. So we, we, we sacrifice maybe some short-term short noise for long-term success. And so far, it's going, going pretty well. But we, we took a lot of heat. Anything else? Yeah, please. Uh, this is a great question. He was asking about how do you recruit talent. So our new GM, I'm going to steal his line. Our big mantra is all about a destination franchise, right? So what does that mean? Well, first off, 
there's a beach right outside, right? It's a destination location. Why be in New York or Boston, Canada from December to, to April, okay? Um, or take your pick, October to April. So that's very important to us. You hear about the growth of South Florida since COVID and people work remotely, the tax situation and the lifestyle. So that's a big part. Now, we also want to tell players that we just want you to come down and play golf and sit on the beach. We want you to win hockey games. So in parcel with that is committed to winning. Our owner has deep pockets. We're going to play to the cap every year. We're in win. We're in go mode. We're in our window. Look at our roster. Look at the age of our players. Um, so you have to prove to the players, the agents, that we're serious, right? We're not uh, a small market that's rebuilding every couple of years or trying to just, um, you know, do whatever they can to put the lights on. We want to compete with the Montreals and New York. So for us, it's like a lifestyle thing and a first-class, top-notch uh, franchise. I know my time is up. I'm happy to keep rolling. I know you have a, an agenda, but please, oh, in the back? Yep. You came into a situation where this team is underperforming, the business is underperforming, about a sport that you know very little about, in a market that's not the typical hockey market, meaning it's not near the Canada border, right? And I don't know if any Florida State or University of Florida hockey teams or anything, but Florida is not a prominent place for hockey, right? What on earth made you think you could come in and take this pennies in the dollar thing and turning it into dollars on the dollar that you spent? Yeah, what was your edge coming into that? Yeah, I was probably naive and young and, and ignorant. Um, the, uh, that's the, probably the real answer. But no, what you just said is the top left, literally, I mean, you should be in our PR team, right? The talking points are bang on to what you said. Um, we tried a few deeply experienced industry folks, um, you know, uh, our owner just, you know, after a year or two said, you know what, we are in dire straits. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if you sold tickets at the Rangers or in Montreal, I'm not sure that is going to translate down to Florida. We need to try something different, unorthodox. I got this guy in my family office. I trust him with my money, with my kids. With He'll figure it out. He's smart. He understands how I talk. I think I'm smart. Uh, that's his words. Uh, I, he understands culture. He understands how I run my companies. We will find the experts to advise us on the team and who to draft. Um, so you, know, you, you can assess talent, right? If you're looking at a real estate deal, a manufacturing deal, an ultra healthy deal, which made me feel really bad, Richard, uh, in the beginning. I, I'm not doing half the stuff you talked about. Uh, I drink a lot of caffeine, fake energy. I'm like, shit. Um, <laughs> but, but do the investment. He's bang on. Uh, so, um, but they, uh, uh, you know, and, and Vinny's faith in me, right? Um, you know, Vinny, for all his success, was, was a fan as well. Um, now, he's got a great track record, and I think he realized he can pound me as a family member uh, and yell and scream and push, 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 and I won't get all ego and, hey, I'm the CEO, I gotta run things. So, uh, it's a great question. I, 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 you know, it sounds cool. Wow, you're 35 years old, you're gonna be the youngest it's, you know, CEO in sports are going to be uh, in sports. I'm a huge sport. My buddies were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, but, I mean, this is what we were looking at. I mean, this is, I mean, you know, this is some tough, dire straits. Um, never knew it was going to result in this. And, 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 and also, we made so many mistakes. I, I, the number of things we did wrong. Um, people love 
just brag about the numbers and the increases. Uh, but we were very real with ourselves. The worst thing to do is if you make a mistake and you know it, don't defend it because it's your idea and you don't want to get blamed and don't start finger pointing. Roll up your sleeves, fix it, be real with yourself and uh, move on. That, that, that's, that's kind of our story at the end of the day. So I guess you can figure it out if you just put your head down. So, sorry, I, I can keep going. You guys want to cut me off? Time. He's telling me it's time. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate the time.